This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Seattle Seahawks have gone from the oldest coach in the league in Pete Carroll to the now youngest head coach in the league, the former Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. This is Dirt and Spray. Back to Giddy. Elbow jumper. Well short. No good. Follows the miss. Got it back. Outside the home run. He will fire away and hit the three. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Spray. I talked to CJ this morning after I dropped my son off. I was in a car and I was driving down here to shoot around. And uh, he just called me like he knew that he knew the time, you know, so. He called me and he was just like, hey, man, like, embrace it. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Thursday, everybody. How we doing? Schultzy. What is happening? Sorry, that was my best dirt impression. What? <laughs> what was that? That's what it was. It was my best dirt impression. It was terrible. It but was. Happy Thursday to you. <laughs> I I thought you were going Budweiser. What's up? What's up? Oh, those old commercials. That's yes. the way you started that. It was like, what? And I'm like, is he going to do a Budweiser intro here? God, no. That I, As a kid, like when I started out in radio at like 1920, yes, that would have been my go-to because that was the funniest thing in the world then to me. But no, no, I'm 34, going on 35. I've almost forgotten about that until you brought it up. That uh, those WhatsApp commercials. What was that like? Was that I? I feel like a, a Ravens Giants Super Bowl was on my television around that time. I think Am you're I right? Some Trent Dilfer quarterback action sounds may, about correct. Yeah, maybe Kurt Warner Titans Dilfer yeah. against the Giants. What would O one have been? It would have been the Patriots. It's Rams. It's somewhere in there, right? Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. There's five seconds left on that clock somewhere after that field goal got kicked. You thought the, there were five seconds the, left? I didn't think oh. that actually because there was. Go look when at they the kick end of that it. Eight Bowl. seconds, nine seconds. Yeah, and because of that, the ooh, scoreboard just kind of score. Whoever the hell's running the scoreboard just let it tick off. They, I believe, passed a rule in the NFL to only allow five seconds to tick off whenever a field goal is kicked. So, yeah, it wasn't that much longer after that. No, and it's frustrating to this day as a Rams fan. Would they have scored? No, but hey, could have been <laughs> another Music City miracle on turf for the Rams. You know, it's hard for me to feel bad for you when you had like a four or five year run of dominance offensively. You got to watch like fun football and you won a Super Bowl and got to another one. But doesn't everybody want to to just hold the thought in the back of their head that the Patriots dynasty could have 
had a kibosh put in it before everything even started? Well, certainly uh, <laughs> things happen the way they were supposed to happen, but you could definitely make an argument, whether you're a Ram or even a non-Ram, you could definitely make an argument, Schultze. Eh, they, did, they did cheat to win that game. Uh, the Patriots in that yes, game? Yes, they filmed your practices. I mean, he... Those that, were the tapes. That is confirmed. Yeah, he Mike, burned the tapes. Mike March probably gave him one signal too many on those tapes. Uh, maybe. But, but like, Ty Law jumping around and their offense moving on the Rams. Like, you know, it was a fun story in the moment, but then we find out, like, he was caught filming the practice. You're like, what? I mean... Of course he kind of had an idea of what was going on. You can blame it on that, but I'll still... Uh, like I'll remember my dad for the rest of my life with like a minute 37 on the clock when the Rams scored Kurt Warner, I believe it was to Torrey Holt touchdown uh, to take the lead. He's like, there's too much damn time. There's too much time on the clock. And then, yeah, was it the Holt or was it Bruce? The long, uh, no, sorry. It was Bruce. And yeah, he caught mind. it and he kind of cut up you. and the DB had like just overran it too much. And that was a sexy play. Uh, I will tell you right now. I was devastated. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've hated the Rams my entire life. Why? What? What is the Niners? Uh, Niners Rams. And most of my youth, the the Rams are kind of the jokey team. Like, oh, we're gonna pummel these guys. Isaac Bruce was always good. That's true. And that was kind of it. And then Kurt Warner, grocery bag boy, comes in. It's like what? Tory Holt, Ricky Prohl, Marshall then, Falk. Oh man, it was un. I knew we, I was in trouble when Marshall Falk went to the Rams. Like, oh no, best two way running back of all time, baby. Oh, at least uh, maybe oh. up until 2017 or 18, as we've started to use running backs in a different way. But I believe today's running back is the mold that Marshall Falk kind of left like to be filled. Well, I didn't so. say that in a tone of like change your opinion. I'm, I was just thinking about it. So there's only three guys all time, I think, at that position that have a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving i believe that's correct i think it's christian mccaffrey marshall falk and my boy roger craig i wouldn't be surprised you're, you're not making me change my position just the way that you said it kind of made me think no like, he was uh, marshall falk was unreal but we unbelievable are, we are now in the age of 2023 we're not paying running backs like we used to so how can you you know get some of that added value well you can be a two-way swiss army knife like christian mccaffrey if you're considered you know you're not derrick henry well then you can be the best running back out of the backfield to catch balls as well as running them through the line. I think you can make a great argument. I, I don't like to do it often, but we, you know, you defend uh, the old generation and say, oh, this new generation's not what it was, or vice versa. Marshall Falk is transcendent through any generation. If he plays in the very beginning, he's the most dominant player of all time. If he played now, he's probably Christian McCaffrey, right? He's pro That's probably how we're that's viewing fair. him lens-wise is that's a thousand-yard running back and a thousand yard receiver. It's a deadly weapon to have. God, he's he was sexy. You're just you're bringing up all kinds of good memories, but bad at the same time. Because mm. the greatest show on turf transitioned into the team that started the Patriots dynasty. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm. But happy. that was going to happen. I mean, it was just kind of in the in the stars, right? You ended up winning a Super Bowl. You just won one two years ago. Uh, yeah, but then they, you beat my team to get there. We should have beaten you guys in that game. They still should have, still should have beat the Patriots again, but it was a 13-3 to egg. Thanks, Jared Goff. Oh, God. Let's not blame just Jared Goff. It, you're right. The play calling in that McVay McVay wasn't was quite ready. Terrible. Yeah, no, it, you're it, right. It, it kind of felt like McVay got really out-schemed in that one. Well, it was a good defensive game. I, 13 it's, to it's 3 It's the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched exactly. in my life. Come on. Yeah. I, I'd rather watch Ravens pummel Giants for th two and a half, three hours 
That game was atrocious. I would rather watch a replay of what's up commercials for a half hour straight than rewatch that Super Bowl 13-3 to Patriots win over the Rams. You know, I said this a couple weeks ago, and Dirt kind of got offended, and I can understand why anybody would get offended by it, but I I think I've come to agree with the, the opinion, even though on the show I apologized for the opinion. I think I've come around to the other side. I think I can make a really, I think anybody can make a very strong argument. It's easy to be, I think being a Mariner fan, okay? Let's say this. Let's use Mariner fan. You're a Mariner fan. Yeah, yeah. Very, very connected to Detroit Lion fan, I feel like, this uh, NFL postseason. Okay. Yeah, well, 30 years plus of success in between, no Super Bowl championships. So, mm. so yeah, we're, we're there together, guys. I love, okay. I love you, Lions fan. That Honolulu blue, I'm with you with my teal. Your playoff pedigree is about the same, too. You got, like, two playoff wins in X amount of years or whatever it is. I hate you, but you're right. Uh, and you may hate the take. I think you can make a very good argument. It actually is worse to be the fan of a really good team than it is the fan of a bad team. Mm. Because you can hold on, let me bear okay. with me. Okay, here. okay, I'll just let let please continue. So you're a Mariner fan. You live in kind of this weird hellscape of life, right? You're 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 trapped. You're punching air. You're you're upset constantly. You're it's always a sad disappointed. Matrix. Uh, yeah, I mean, like of all the teams you choose to root for, they're far and away the worst one. Okay, they might be good this year. I don't know, but you're also used to them losing. So, like, if the Mariners are out of it in August, what do you do? You, Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's my life. I'm used to this. I got Ducks football coming, baby. It sounds ridiculous because they have the most of them. Do you think Yankee fans happy? No. Not at all. Hell no. When your team becomes good, I'm kind of living this now. My team's in the Super Bowl against the maybe the best quarterback of all time. And I'm like, we got to win a Super Bowl here. The NFC okay. Championship, I'm. It's great. I want to be there. You get tired of just getting to that. You want to win the Big Daddy, the old enchilada. The Yankees fans don't care if they go to the ALCS. They've done it a bajillion times. <laughs> they're never happy. They're not happy unless they're hoisting the flag trophy. And I, I know it's it sounds dumb in theory, but at least if you root for a bad team, you're used to being bad. You. You become numb and don't care. And yeah. that's not a good place to be all the time. I don't know about that. But Yankee fan is going to an ALCS and they're still living in misery. I would never want to be Yankee fan. That is that is the fan that goes home to their wife after they're watching a game at the stadium, complains after like a 5-3 to three win over the Red Sox. Ah, Giancarlo Stanton still struck out twice. Right. I still what hate my life. Yeah. yeah, God, we we need to trade like three of us daughters. Yes. God. What a what a bomb. I could never live that life. I mean, that's been me all offseason as a Mariners fan for the last like two and a half months, but that's not my life in August. So I digress. I do feel like that is your life in college football. Uh, because there's I, some, there, there's a it, it, the feel for me. OK. And, you know, I root for success. So, yeah. Well, but there's a real feel of like. Lanning's he's he's in a moment. He's recruiting. He's portaling. Uh, pieces are teams and their pieces around him are crumbling as we look all over the place. Like, what's Washington? Well, how long is that going to take? What's Michigan now that Harbaugh's gone and gutted the staff and the roster's empty and the portal's busy? Is Ohio State going to live up to the hype or is Ryan Day 
Is he going to choke on that hype and those expectations? I think Dan Lanning's living in a moment. Yeah. But if you're being honest, you're also like, hey, guys like Josh Pater saying out loud, Oregon can win the national championship. I don't think just getting to a 12-team playoff is good enough anymore. Not it's kind of the it's, it's a little bit of the vibe. There's certainly the Duck fans that have been Duck fans for a very long time and just go, no, I'm happy with everything. We're, we're relevant and we're always in the conversation. We may not be at the top of that conversation, but you're at least at minimum in it. But there's also the other Duck fans, and I kind of put you more in this camp, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, but it's like, yeah, this has been fun. Can we win one, please? Can we can we break through with all of this nice stuff that we have? Yeah, that that is more. Uh, uh, I'll, okay, I'll say that that is like eighty five percent my attitude, but I am able to enjoy the amazing games all season that I'm watching. It, it is just like, damn, this is good football, as yeah. opposed to rooting for my Mariners or rooting for the Blazers in a year like this, oh. minus last night, of course, but. It's kind of just a slog, and you're just hoping for the best yeah. at some point. like It's like falling into an eight-foot hole and hoping somebody's there to grab you. As a Duck fan, yeah, I'm angsty, but I know that we're successful. I know that our program has finally built up some of that national, national prestige, You know, moving to the Big Ten. They, they're being looked at as like, oh, is Oregon going to be the, the one to smack everybody else coming over and, and get rid of the Kirk Ferentz's and the Iowa's of the world? Like, I am stoked to be on that fan side of the uh, of the game, absolutely. And then if your team loses in the first round of the 12-team playoff next year, are you still carrying those same uh, happy sentiments, or are you like, no? <laughs> absolutely not. No, that goes right away. And You're like, a Yankee fan, but it's college football. It's I, okay to say that. I'm you, a Yankee fan for part of the year, but I do enjoy – see, I'm not – that's what I'm saying. I'm like 85-15. I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm not a full-on Yankee fan. I still got – some of that passive aggressive Pacific Northwest sports fan in me, and I can just enjoy the enjoy the moment. A yeah, and more. I think that's very us, our West Coast identity of just like, oh, it's a game. Hey, man, life, you know, bro. <laughs> you want to smoke a joint before we walk in and oh. uh, just enjoy the feel of the game? The beach waves are nice. Oh, look look at those trees. <laughs> oh, oh, are the the beavers winning? So it's oh. it sounds dumb in theory, but I do think most successful sports fans, like their teams are successful, I think they live in a special place of misery, especially if they're not winning the championship. And that's all their expectations are. That's fair. Uh, we have a busy show today, Schultze. Uh, really busy, because A, there's only two of us, and B, uh, after yesterday, I don't know how we couldn't have a busy show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We will start with Ken Barkley at 8 a.m. I had another guest, but uh, they they had a thing pop up, so we're not going to be able to have it. Maybe tomorrow. I really want to take a hit on something that I talked about yesterday, so I'm looking to book that. Uh, but Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet will join us at 8 a.m. It is a loaded show. Let's start. We had a big game in our city. It felt great to say, big game night. We haven't had that very often. Let's talk about that next. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Thursday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young lovers with nothing better to do. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. Ah, good to be in on this Thursday morning. You can reach the show two ways. Well, actually three ways. We're big three-way people on this show. Hey, no kink shaming here, baby. None at all. Uh, We will get to a football coach that we don't need to kink shame, but we can question. They wrote a book about their sex life. Yes, a current NFL head coach. Oh, I was going to say former. Is it Rex Ryan? No. Okay. No, it's a current NFL head coach. Uh, I stumbled across some audio yesterday. And yes, it is not timely. It is reaction from the Lions, but it's great audio, and we have to play it. We will dive fully into the Seahawks hiring Mike McDonald. Is it? Do you just say M-A-C? Is it Mick, I was, or is it Mac? I was thinking of that, too. Because I, I felt like I was watching a lot of stuff on him yesterday, and I just, Mike McDonald. It's but they McDonald. Say McDonald, right? M-A-C equals Mac, M-C equals Mick, like McDonald. Okay. There's a quick, McDonald's, Mac. Uh, and I, I do believe there is a distinction between the two. But, hey, text us, uh, 8646FAN, on the Vancouver Ford text line, if I am incorrect. Uh, Ken Barkley will join us today, but we'll dive into the Seahawks going from the oldest coach in the NFL to the youngest coach in the National Football League. Uh, defensive mind from Baltimore. I got some NFL odds and ends to get into today. Uh, We'll talk a a little NBA and also how this is bad luck season, bad luck year for the Portland Trailblazers, who, by the way, maybe, Schultz, we start calling them the Infuego Blazers. We had a nice little big game yesterday. Swag and I were talking about this game. People were texting in about it. Like, it just, it was one that we all know this team wasn't going to be very good record-wise. But we still circle it because it's, well, it's Dame. Dame's coming back. Okay, see it on the calendar. Find out when it's happening. And then you get to the moment. And it's like all of this hoopla. It's Dame's back. Here he is at Adidas. Dame's back. He's at this. Dame's sleeping at his house now. Uh, Casey Oldall is, is, has a photography show going on of Dame's life. And po- it, was, it was the Dame show for 48 hours, Schultze. And dare I say... It was great. It was great to live in a moment of having something matter in this city sports-wise. It it was great living in a, you know, not from a wins-loss perspective, but this is a big game. I talked about yesterday, Dame coming back, and 
how, you know, some of the audio we played is a little misleading and how they got themselves to the post-game era. But I wanted them to win that game, and I thought they would go out and do whatever they could to, to kind of spoil the homecoming for the sweet prince. It was nice, Schultze, to live in a moment of having a big game and it living up to the hype. It felt like I was a kid watching a Blazers game again. And I say that because Damian Lillard's 11 years here in Portland really gave me the feeling of, you know, obviously only one Western Conference final appearance. But but there was definitely some elite moments that we got to watch almost on a nightly basis, I feel like. Like, we knew we were watching greatness, and there were points as a kid, you know, with the Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge combinations, like, that could have been things. Like, it just really, seeing the traffic, I was driving in for the uh, hot corner last night, and yeah. seeing the traffic going to the Blazers game, which I believe is the first time that happened all year, that's kind of what brought me to that kid feeling of watching Blazers basketball again. Like, everything matters this is awesome. This is what sports is all about. Am I mad that Dame's gone? Yes. Am I pissed at how the organization handled it? Absolutely. That's like three other segments. Yeah. But if we're just talking about the moment of Dame returning to Portland, that is what sports are about. I, I, I was talking to Kendall last night, my wife, saying, oh, babe, you know what? If I weren't working the show tonight, we would have paid whatever we had to pay, even if it were the nosebleeds, just to go and sit and be there because those are the moments that you just, you have to watch, you have to see because you look back 10 years later, those are the I remember when moments, and I remember where I was. I uh, I I didn't know this at the time, but the Dame game fell on a practice day. I coached my daughter's sixth-grade basketball team, and I have an assistant. I have, so, I have a parent that helps me, and I certainly could have said, "Yo, can you you know run practice? I'm going to be off." I felt I feel obligated to be there, so I didn't get to go to the game. I was. A little behind, too, on the live. I had to catch up. I caught up about halftime, so I was with everybody in the second half. Ooh, you stayed up later than normal then. Uh, usually with Blazer games, I'll stay up for the whole thing before okay. I go to bed. It's it's a little you. later for me than I want, but, like, yeah, I'll be good for you. either in bed with the iPad watching the final five minutes or I'll just be downstairs and then just, okay, I'm calling a night, bye-bye. Because those games usually get over around 9.30 anyway. But catching up, I, I became incredibly jealous the intro was awesome. We'll get to all the audio of that. Dame talked before the game. He keeps talking about something, and and I, as a Blazer fan, I'm not bothered by it. But if I was a Bucks fan, I, it would kind of drive me crazy. I don't want to really hear it right now, especially in a moment where they're good record-wise, but they're kind of a clunky, weird team, and they fired a coach to hire a coach who I'm not sure knows what he's doing. Um, but I was really jealous of everybody that got to go to those games. They got to go to that game last night. It looked like it was a lot of fun. There was a weird thing I caught up on social media where people were trying to indicate that CJ's return was more emotional or something. And I, and then Gundy saw that and he was on the show and he was like, "Hey, I don't know why people are saying this. I'm I'm in the building. It it's a massive deal. It's palpable the energy in here." And so he almost cried with, with one of the tribute videos. He I claimed believe. it was it was sweat. He uh, was caught wiping near his eyes, and it was like Dame's crying. And well, then he's like, "No, I was wiping sweat he off." He had a my big face. smile on his face. We don't know. We don't know. But he got his flowers. He got the return. He got the great intro, the standing ovation, the video tribute. It just seemed like a really great ticket. It they price gouged you compared to the other games. But it really wasn't that atrocious of price. It, I think I saw some in 300 for like 50 bucks, 40 bucks. Uh, that's a ticket. That's a ticket. That's a must-have, I feel like. 150 bucks just for the game. So then you got another 
20, 30 for parking, another 20 for gas, another 100 for food. You can get in and out for under 500 bucks. I, I get it. We're all kind of strapped sometimes financially, but I think that is if you could, even if you like are living like a little bit on on the edge of money wise, people were at that game because they needed to be sports wise. It's just like, nope, this is a must have for me. This is a memory that I need to be at. Well, we all, you know, we talk about the Blazers uh, from time to time. They're bad right now, so we haven't talked about them as much as we as we probably normally would, but. The, the thing about them, and everybody knows in this city, it's just like it's a little more passionate. It's a, it's a little bigger tie. And, like, we end up arguing with each other on social media about, hey, is is this guy as good as this guy on a different team? Is is our coach better than that coach? And some people say, hell yeah, almost to all of it. And other people question it. And other people deny it because, again, they live in misery and you know, that's what's unique, I think, about the sports, uh, the city as a sports city is the passion, all of it tied to kind of one. And I know the Timbers have certainly have and built up their audience as well. But when you just talk Blazers, there's definitely something that's a little different from, I think, most NBA cities that makes last night in the midst of being what, 14 and 33 going into the game. You didn't think about that. You didn't, you weren't, think you about didn't care about no, that. It was, that I'm going to go watch my team pay tribute to a guy that, you know, busted his ass and represented the franchise in the city in a pretty positive manner. Let's go have a time. And and that's the cool part about Portland is last night, It who cares if they won or lost, I guess, but, like, we did kind of want them to beat Dame in his return, but also give Dame the flowers and say thank you for everything you did. Kind of making me emotional talking about it, honestly. Really? Yeah, you're just you're just bringing me back to yesteryear, to a point where you know sports, I guess, seems simpler. You know, as you get older, sports should be simple. We don't we don't let it be simple. We live in we we always want to find a way to be miserable. <sighs> Absolutely, but but on top of that, there's the business side of things that gets in the way. You know, obviously, that's the reason why Dame is gone. Sure. I, I think some people would argue, but. It really it brings me back to a point of just, you know, wins and losses. And last night's game really, once again, transcends all the business stuff, all the crappy behavior that was going on. I mean, I'm going to get into Jody and Joe giving their standing ovation. And and then the answer that Dame gave during the press conference, which we have the audio of, of him saying he didn't talk to Joe since. He hasn't talked to him since. No, no. There's a lot to be said here on the other side of this. However, when you're just talking about the moment, I, I mean. Yeah, I'm getting very emotional just remembering how awesome it was to see Dame's career arc start. I mean, the number six pick, people were like, undersized guard, what the hell's that? And he's turned into one of the greatest top 100 players of all time. He's brought people in to watch sports. And and I have a special connection to it because my wife, she's with me. She's going to watch sports. But but watching Damian Lillard made her love sports. So mm-hmm. so I get extra emotional about that because because he brings people in and he brings people together beyond sports. Obviously his community help and activities and Damian Lillard Toyota and all that extra yeah. stuff. It, it, it it's obvious what what a presence he is. Here. I uh I you know it's I hate admitting this out loud but it it's just how I felt. A, a lot of people were sending out how they felt about Dame and the night and the emotions and whatnot and I you can call me a little cold-hearted here I didn't find myself feeling all that much when they showed him walking up to the arena and you know he comes out in the Bucks uniform I, I none of that stuff really like hit me in any way I was just like meh 
But I, I enjoyed the tribute video. I enjoyed the intro, the standing ovations. I, I like and appreciate that. I've been in that building I, I don't know how many times. I, you know, I took a tour uh, in that building when it got built because before they allowed, the Blazers played in it, they they had tours. You could go see, hey, check out the Rose Garden. Oh, like back in 94, 95? Yeah, uh, and I had a, a buddy of mine, his dad helped build that. Oh, that's uh, cool. This, the, the arena. And so we did a tour, and uh, from that point until now, I, mean, I don't know how many times I've been in the Rose Garden. Still to this day, the most special moment ever for me in that building was watching him wave goodbye to Oklahoma City. I was covering the game. I was at it. I was behind the hoop that he shot at. I was sitting in section 207, and I was sitting next to Joe Fisher. And me and him were there for the fan, and I, I've never heard it louder. I've never heard it louder. I've never seen, you know, and I, I, didn't, I didn't see some of the Roy stuff. I was in college, but I was watching in Corvallis. But being in a building-wise, that the, that's the biggest moment I've ever seen inside that building in my life. Uh, so, it, you know, certainly there's a tie there with what he means and what he meant. And, you know, him not talking to the general manager of the Trailblazers post the trades, not shocking to me. I, I, I'll say this with a little confidence. I know Joe a little. Super nice guy. And if there's anything we've learned along the way he's been building the team or gutting it and then building it, he does care about how Portland and the franchise are perceived of by course. other players. And so I, I don't think there's really any bad blood there. I just think you're, it's Dame and the general manager of a different team. Why would they really talk during the year? That doesn't seem like something that happens a whole lot. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't take that as any some grandiose, you know, this guy's still here. I'm going to hate you. But uh, uh, it, it was the way that he answered the question with such. It, it was like a one word, like, no. No, well, I mean, I, I did, but it's direct. It's honest, but it's, it got ugly at the end, right? It got a little contentious. His agent, hey, only one team, and if you're Joe, like Joe misled us a little bit. I think that's okay to say out loud. But if you're Joe and you you want to trade, you don't want to trade, but you got to trade this guy, and you're in the midst of getting everything together to do it, knowing you're going to send him to a good spot, probably yeah. Miami, but his agent doesn't shut up. Like what do you do there? He outlet. He tried to out leverage Joe. I mean, I appreciate you playing the audio yesterday of when Joe Cronin at last year's trade deadline saying, "Go listen to this or go listen to the podcast. It's yeah. awesome." But it really, it was just a, bringing me back to last year, being like such a confident Blazers fan. Like they're going for it all, baby. Yeah. And then to find out what happened, it's just like that alone makes me upset. So I understand sure. why Dame would be upset as well. I wasn't the player that it was done to, so I can't even imagine really. You know, like I'd be angry. I could understand his anger but i can't imagine like that true level of anger and i feel like that came out in that answer just that one word no the vancouver ford text lines 503-864-6326 you can uh, reach the show there youtube comment sections open as well youtube.com slash 1080 the fan you can also reach the show on twitter coming up next schultz i thought of you yesterday with a sports topic I appreciate you. You no way. popped into my brain. I'm like, what strip clubs he at right now? Because I want to ask him this question. Hell yeah! But you're in here today, so I want to bring that back. We'll get to it next. We'll dive into the full dame return. We got some NFL to talk about as well. Dirt and Sprague, a lot more to get into. But first, Schultz with a sports update. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Yesterday, we had a uh, conversation, and uh, I thought of you, Schultze. You popped into my brain. Well, I appreciate you. Do, do I live rent-free in your brain just like a little bit sometimes because of my stupidity here on the air? No, I just uh, I knew you were going to be here today because Swag was heading down to California. He's in mighty Stockton, California, as the UP men get ready to take on the Pacific... Uh, Tigers, uh, I Michael Olawa Candies, uh, but uh, I knew he was gonna be on. You would be in, and I I'm never surprised, but it kind of felt like yesterday we were talking about the Portland Diamond Project news with the Red Tail Golf Center being purchased or them wanting to purchase it because that's where they want to put the stadium, and you know, and kind of how it it feels like they're putting just all the eggs remaining that they have in that basket, and it kind of to me morphed more into traffic debate than it mm-hmm. did like actual sports stuff. And I also know there's there's a decent amount of people out there that when they're listening to the fan and they hear the diamond project, they kind of roll their eyes. I get it. I do. I understand. It's you, been a while. Well, you come out so hot. Hey, we're here to get a team and we've got a billionaire. And now here's all our merch. Here we go crickets for two years i mean you're not moving at the speed of the diamond project you're moving at the speed of major league baseball which i'm, I'm in that frustrated yeah, camp too i with know y'all. i know but when you come out so white hot and then it goes away you kind of go did you miss your moment and i know they don't feel that way over there but they released it and you know i had one person tweeted and said like i was being a bummer brandon on it and i i, I just simply i think it's ridiculous you heard me talk yesterday, but when you heard negatively was, I think that's a bad spot, not I don't want baseball. Now, I also said that if they somehow did make it work and the city got their infrastructure act together, I'd love to hear somebody on a max or something be like, hey, remember when you said this was bad and not possible in this location? And I'd go, yeah. And aren't you excited there's a double header? What do you still care about what I said <laughs> 10 years ago? So it's like, I don't know, it kind of morphed from baseball, wanting another team, how would another team operate, to traffic. And I uh, I certainly understand both sides of it, 
the sports fans that don't care about the traffic, they just want sports by any means. I also think it's a very valid conversation to have when worth having when people that live in the area are texting into the show, it sucks now and yep. there's just a golf course there. I think I think those are conversations worth having because yes, we want most of all of us that love or care about sports in any way want a baseball team. We want another sports entity here. Yeah. I just also think it's okay to have a conversation about is that truly the best spot they could put that in? Or should they like would it be better if they were out in Hillsboro and just a bunch of farmland that you know they convert into a stadium area? Yes. I think you can make that point as well, but I thought of you because I was curious what you thought of the Portland Diamond Project news. I appreciate you for thinking of me. I am for the fact that they're moving and they are trying to go all in because there is going to be a West Coast team like either expansion or, you know, if there's trouble in Vegas and Paradise with the A's, you know, who the hell knows? I know Salt Lake is really trying to put, you know, their their city in that argument still like, hey, if you have problems there in Vegas, like we're here. But but Portland has, I feel like with this new cemented their name in this bag for the next, you know, whenever it does happen, I'm I'm assuming it's going to happen sometime before 2030 that that Portland will be in the mix, like not just like a oh, city. I think they're in the mix now. I just don't think they're at the top of that list anymore. Uh, in the West, in the West Coast, doesn't it cities, feel? I, I do think that they're on the top of that list. You think they're ahead of Salt Lake? Yeah, yeah. It, with this news, this is why I'm saying, like, I really? do think that. Well, because the Salt Lake is ready to host the A's right now. Like they have a venue for them to play, but but how? And how, they have a state, and their land is like it's not debatable. It's so open space in Salt Lake and spots, and they have identified an area where they're just going to bulldoze and build a stadium out, and they have tons of parking. Well, well, how bad do you want a, another team's retread? You know, like I, I'm a crappy owner, and I'm just not going to spend money on my team, so we've got to move somewhere else and try to foot the bill to another city. Like, how bad do you want that kind of team as okay. opposed to an expansion? And I'm really looking more at the expansion opportunities for West versus East, and you're looking at, like, Nashville, maybe if there there is, like, a Montreal Expos, like, A rehash, Charlotte and Nashville's in the East. Something like yeah, that. But right. in the West... With this news, it does feel like Portland. However, I am on your side of things when it comes to the traffic agreement. Because let me let me just state, like I, I do mm. believe two arguments can be true at the same time. Yeah, I'm all for baseball and PDX. Me too. I want it to happen. Yep. With just about any means possible, but just about, I think you start to kind of lose me. I live in Wilsonville. I see the traffic spill out uh, both ways from 217 on a really bad Thursday or Friday. And that kind of traffic with a game 81 nights a year, is it always going to be packed? No. But those Thursdays, those Fridays where you got 710 first pitches, where you got other kinds of traffic from work going north and south, and I hate to bring this up, but I read traffic in this city for like six years doing another job and another life on another radio station. I know one of the worst bottlenecks in Portland and in this area is Highway 217. It's too small, it's too short, and there's just, there's not enough lanes. We, for some reason, don't think of expanding when we build these highways in the 60s Well, and they're 70s. currently trying, Swag keeps saying this, he's like, hey, you know, they're almost done and it's gonna help, and I went, Swag, I think they've been working on 217 since I was nine. I think you're I'm right. 37 years old. I just feel like I've always seen construction, you know, orange signs that are reflective, big equipment, loose dirt on the side, and it's like still two lanes. Well, and we're, we're still going to stop and go. We're in the 2020s, and we just now got retaining walls up over those <laughs> neighborhoods. So, so I'm not sure if that area, like the the section of, but it, but it feels like that's there's no other. 
it feels like they're putting all of it in that spot. Is exactly. all I was saying is it 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 is a it's not great. It's mm-hmm. not where I would necessarily want to pick it. And I understand that maybe there's a lot of things going. I'm sure there are things going against that group that we don't even have knowledge of. But I also think it's okay for people who live in the metro area or that live in that section to go. Yeah, it's uh, it's really bad here. I do want to ask you one thing, and then we'll go. You said you don't, you don't want to be the retread for a bad team with a bad owner. I'll give you an example okay. of why you should rethink the position. Uh, Salt Lake isn't looking to have the A's. I mean, I think they would take them if they were offered. They're looking to temporarily house them. So you would be basically, in this example, the Oklahoma City uh, venue to the New Orleans Pelicans or Hornets at that time when they got displaced because of the uh, hurricane. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul and, and company had to go play in Oklahoma City yeah. for, I can't remember how many games, but for a minute. And that was kind of, I think that was a year before they got the Sonics, like Clay least, Bennett. It was about half a season So to me, it's not about like, oh, we want the A's. I think if you were Salt Lake or or Portland, if we had it, I think it'd be more about, oh, we'll take it because we'll show you we care. We will fill the venue out and then you can take this team and piss off, but you'll remember this when you're looking at expansion and say, that city did well. That's why the NBA was okay going to Oklahoma City. They were also upset by Key Arena and members of the you know the 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 Washington political system oh, and God, all yeah. of that. But that's why you do take the A's in. It's not about the A's. It's about showing we are a major league city. We'll show you. Who cares if the A's are bad? We want baseball. So that's our position. I would take the A's right now if you could get them. I mean, you're right, but but that's the thing is that's a big what if you can't. They the, the port and I, I mean they. Oh I no, we currently city, cannot. No, yeah, the city cannot. of Portland pivoted no. away from baseball long ago when we you know when the Portland Beavers left town that that essentially left no legitimate baseball venue you know with fifteen plus thousand seats for any team of a minor league to consider until the Hops came to town. I, I mean yeah. they are obviously the best baseball show that we have around. They're the nicest. They've got the coolest stadium, and they even are. You know, they're grabbing money for a bigger stadium because they got to get up to MLB standards. So, unfortunately, it's just I hear you, but it's not in the cards. So, it's kind of like, all right, you know what? Take him, take him, Salt Lake, take the A's, the Vegas A's. And I would just... worry if Salt Lake got him. I'm you a would ta- worry. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think Salt Lake's ahead of us. But, but that that's going to be if Salt Lake gets them, then that means that they're probably going to stay there because, as you said, I just think Salt Lake and Vegas are more in on pro sports than our metro city leaders uh, are here. But if but if Salt Lake gets the A's and Vegas doesn't, no, it's... no, no. I think they're looking to temporarily because the a, they got to build a stadium if they're truly going to go to Vegas, so they'd have to play somewhere. Yeah, but that's and going... I think I think Salt Lake would want to fill that void for a year or two it's going way close like it's going way way further than they thought that this was going to go in negotiations with the vegas uh, oh it's not going well for the a's in vegas right now no there's a possibility that the a's i mean this is a long shot but agreements could be broken they could end up in salt lake city permanently just because sure there's so many other things going on in vegas i mean those city leaders are up to their ears dealing with they're they're doing more f1 racings like the it, not not the you know massive event but they're 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 bringing in more events like there's all kinds of stuff with the sphere there's massive losses on that the city does have a part in all of these negotiations so they're already busy i don't know how they can handle a baseball team on top of this uh coming up next is this a worrisome trend or just a one-off next on the fan 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Damian Lillard made his return to Portland last night. We got Adio for all of it. They won the game as well, the Portland Trail Blazers and Fuego Blazers, huh? 119 to 116. Ant Simons, the star. And kind of Scoot, too. Uh, he had a good first half. No, Scoot, Scoot was fine. He didn't, uh, he had a small shot in the second half and basically didn't play after that uh, second half stint. Ant was okay. He was good at the end for sure. Oh, yeah. He came on in the second half. First he, half, you're like, dude, aren't. This is the Dame v. Ant game. Come on. He had my 12-year-old daughter who I was not ready for. She came out and saw the game on the television and was like, boo. And Dame had the ball. I'm like, you're booing Dame? And she went, yeah, he tr- he betray us. I'm like, well, that's not really how that happened. And thanks for listening to the show, honey. And she was like, well, what happened? And I told her. But even at the end of the game, like, she was losing her mind. Like, she got really intense. And she was screaming at Ant, show that. And he's, like, dribbling the clock. And I'm like, well, he's trying to kill clock. And I'm trying to explain the nuances of what's happening. And he, he hits the shot. And just, <sighs> I love it. I can only hope that my future kids are as intense of a sports fan as your daughter. You're going to have a kid? I, I, not I, future, You want like, kids? Yes, yes. My wife really? and I would love to have kids. Yeah. We're What's... getting to that point where it's it's time. Like, we would yeah. like to, you know, like, start. We got two cats. We want to expand the family and make a make a little imprint on this world. Ah, pussy man. Um, Dirt took a picture of his kid watching us on YouTube yesterday and tweeted it out and I uh, I was like well there goes the screen time <laughs> that kid's ah, now <laughs> a little smudge he's already connect- he's already addicted baby <laughs> he is addicted to the hot take culture uh, and he basically said uh, we need more duck talk okay mm, alright I bet I bet he was thinking that yeah because I just sit down and I plot how can I not talk Oregon Ducks I mean this was a three hour beaver show yesterday I'm a P1 of Dirt and Spray was it a three hour no, beaver I'm, show I'm lying oh, okay. I'm, I'm totally kidding you guys actually the Blazers convo was really good and like I said earlier I appreciate how you played that Joe Cronin audio from the last trade deadline talking about how how Blazers fans would be embarrassed almost upset at how bad it looked like they were going to lose a deal because they were going so all in to help Damian Lillard. Uh, Jeff Halfley, not a name I think everybody's familiar with. I certainly wasn't. I, I had to go look up how to say his name for the updates. Am I saying it right, Halfley? Halfley is correct. Okay, Jeff Halfley was the head coach of Boston College, an ACC juggernaut. Well, when Doug Flutie played. But... Uh, yeah, Boston College? The Eagles? The head yes. coach of Boston College... Decided to stop being the head coach of a Power Four conference team, even though we know where they kind of stack in that conference, to be a defensive coordinator for the Packers. And I just, I don't think this is a trend, but I think it's something interesting to keep watching. I've said this before. I don't know how people coach college football anymore. Position coaches, okay. Head coaching, it seems like a nightmare. The portal, recruiting year-round, there's two signing days. You know, what do you get? You probably get three weeks in July. Other than that, it's like constant booster and 
dealing with portal business and what kids are interested in, what kids aren't interested. And I, again, I don't think it's a trend, but it's something to kind of keep an eye on that a head coach of a team decided to leave to be a D coordinator. Now, he has ties to the NFL. I, yeah, I know that. But it's still an interesting move. Like, I'm I'm out of the racket. I'm done. I don't want to do this. I'm just going to coach one side of the football mm-hmm. and go to the National Football League. Something to keep an eye on. Because until I think we get some kind of player association, union type deal, CBAs, whatever, I think you might see this a little more because of how impossible it can feel to coach major college football nowadays. I'm not surprised whenever I see one of these news articles now. I mean, everyone's like, oh, what a head coach giving up the opportunity. What he's giving up is a lot of stress. He's giving up a lot of extra hours at the office and maybe Halfley believes that in this current world of NIL, you know, we're starting to see, I feel like even younger guys like Chris Peterson, he hightailed it out of there from Washington because, you know, even before 2020, he saw the writing on the wall of the future of college football being run by the almighty dollar. But now in the public sector, we see see it happening kids are coming to nick saban before he retires look at the tennessee story right they get busted with nil and it's like holy crap look how much money they paid 14 Uh, million dollars that is a lot of cash and behind the scenes that's a lot of stress as well for these coaches trying to retain these kids so it's not surprising to me to see maybe you know some of these even younger guys with like the old school football mentality of like all these kids just need to play or i just don't want to deal with the recruiting side they're just moving on and and taking a job where they don't have to. So the Packers find their new D coordinator, former head coach of Boston College, Jeff Halfley, uh, is decided to jump into the National Football League. I have no idea if this is a good hire. I I was going to bring this up in my NFL odds and ends of like, how can you gauge some of this stuff as a fan? And uh, we'll talk about another hire that was happening. We'll get in some NFL stuff. We have a loaded second hour. We're going to kick it off. Damian Lillard makes his return to Portland last night. Dame time was back in Portland as a Milwaukee buck. Hour two, dirt and spray on the Odyssey app and the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 